0: The Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend will have a definite St. Louis flavor. Michelle and I will be there on Friday morning from Isaac Bruce's hotel, talking to a lot of the people involved with the greatest show on turf, including Isaac, St. Louis and Steve Atwater, who had a great career with the Broncos going in, and our buddy St. Louis the great Joe Buck is going to receive the Pete Rozelle Award from the Pro Football Hall of Fame for excellence in broadcasting. And Joe is with us now on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. Congratulations. How are you doing?
1: I'm um, good. I've got a three-year-old that's running down a hallway, crying at me, and he couldn't care less that I'm getting the Pete Roselle Award uh, on Friday and Saturday. And yeah, Wyatt. Okay, she's coming in. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I didn't even put all that together with the St. Louis Twist until I don't know a week ago, and uh, I was I'm old enough and the right age to to have played. At least stood on the sideline when Steve Atwater was playing for Luther North. My wife was a Denver Bronco cheerleader. He was a great Denver Bronco, and for Isaac Bruce, who was a friend of my dad and, and somebody that I certainly admired and a huge part of that Super Bowl win, it just it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm glad to be there, you know, at the same time they're going in.
2: Well, Joe, it was really special for all of us to watch you get word that you, in fact, won the Pete Rozelle Award. It was that Browns-Bengals Thursday night game. You found out live on air. So what was going through your mind when you heard David Baker tell you that you did win the Pete Rozelle Award?
1: It was funny because David Baker starts talking, and the way he was leading into something, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought he was going to talk about Troy. And so I'm mentally gearing up for talking about how great Troy Aikman is which I'm pretty good at by now. And uh, the next thing you know, it, it gets turned on me. So it was literally the last thing I was thinking of. My boss, Eric Shanks had called me and said, uh, uh, you, you, you need to make sure you're watching at halftime and uh, don't walk away. Cause normally halftime you bolt out of the booth or you get something to eat or whatever. He's like, just make sure you're there. And what I didn't know was he had called my wife. He had called my sister And made sure that my whole family was watching the thing. So it was was shocking and unexpected and really cool. And I think the best part is that my mom got to see it. My dad got this award in 96, and for her to see – you know, me get awarded with it is, is probably the coolest part of all of it.
0: And I texted you last night. It was cool because Dan Deardorff went in in 96 and your dad did so much to get Dan into the pro football hall of fame. And here you are the only father son team to win that award.
1: Yeah, that part is crazy to me. Um, And you know, I'm, I'm such a, you know, such a fan of, of, the business and then to grow up in this business and you know i've known you randy since we were little kids it feels like mm-hmm. and being around another radio station and learning the ropes and being around that broadcast booth and just trailing around like a little puppy after my dad and to, and to get these these accolades it's kind of it's weird for me i have a tough time accepting them for some reason uh especially because i'm about to start into another year and I've got a big slate of games in front of me, and the last thing you want to do is start taking bows. But to share it with my dad, I, I think is the best part of it all, and uh, and that's the part that that I think makes it so special for my family. It's and and it does for me. I, I think without that, it just feels like a you know a nice plaque or a, a trophy or whatever you get. But with, with sharing it with my dad, I that, that's the part that, that really makes it special.
0: Joe Buck, former sports update morning guy on KHTR, St. Louis, hit radio. Oh, no, yeah.
1: <laughs> God, that was the worst job. In the, it's what you guys do. I had to get up at 4 in the morning. I was a senior in high school or junior in high school, and yeah, that was awful. And worked Chuck Buell and <laughs> Right, uh, I remember him. You know, the whole nepotism thing and to thank God Kay Quinn was there. I mean, she was she was the one voice of sweetness and reason in my life that summer. But you're right, you're the only person in the world other than me that remembers any of that.
2: Kay Quinn is the best. She's the best. Well, Joe, She's have, the best. She is. Um, Joe, do you have any memories of your dad winning the award? Like when you re- think back to that time, what do you remember about that?
1: You know, I kind of feel like he went about this the same way I feel about it. Like, you know, it's not why you do it. And I, it feels like if you do it long enough, they're going to come around and, and hand you one of these things. So it's it's not like it's, Oh my God! I just you know won an Olympic gold medal. I've trained my entire life, and now you get this. So I, I feel like for him it, it was just a cool weekend. I I know that I know for a fact when he went in in '96, it was more cool for him to be there and be around the other Hall of Famers than it was to actually get the award. I, and I, I think for somebody like him, and maybe this is for a therapist uh, to to sort through in my life, but for somebody like him to to work his way out of the Depression, to go through World War II, to be a Purple Heart recipient, to make his own way, you know, go to Ohio State on the GI Bill, and uh, be told that he wasn't any good, and then get, get his way to the Cardinals after a couple of years in the minor leagues, and then he's doing the NFL. There just was so much more there. For me, I, I was around this my whole life. I had such a leg up that, yeah, not only is there the whole – Uh, If you want to call it nepotism, whatever you want, but just being around it made all of it feel normal to me. So when I was doing the Cardinals or I was doing the NFL in 94, and I'd never done football before um, it, 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 I didn't feel like I was out of place. I was nervous, but I I'd been around it my whole life. So, you know, I, it it feels like my dad kind of climbed the mountain and, and I'm still, in his backpack being carried up by, <laughs> by no, him. Yeah,
0: it's, it's awesome because the, the old adage that uh, we've used is your dad could help you get your foot in the door, but you're the one that has to keep yourself in that door and you've done a magnificent job. And one other part of this, Joe, from your dad's perspective, he had such a great relationship with Pete Rosell, And I know that meant a lot to him to, to get the award named after the commissioner.
1: That's right. Really, you know, it's funny you say that because when I'm thinking about what I'm going to say, that's the part that keeps jumping out of me that my mom and dad uh, were friends with Pete and spent a lot of time with him over at the Pro Bowl in Honolulu and, uh, you know, dinners. And, I, I you know, my dad was just an old school guy. And so was Pete. You know, they, you see as many uh, highlights and, and specials on Pete with him. With a lit cigarette. Uh, <laughs> you could find those same videos of my dad back in the day. They just were kind of old school guys that uh, that enjoyed sports, enjoyed the business of sports and loved being around uh, players and athletes. And, and so they were friends. And so to get that award named after him that my dad got in 96 you know, it all kind of ties together. So that part's cool.
0: Quick story. My dad and I went to about 10 Super Bowls in a row. And the Bidwell family was great to us. And I would get tickets and generally commissioners party tickets from Mr. Bidwell. And in Super Bowl twenty two, San Diego, my dad and I go to the party. It's about an hour away from our hotel. It's at a, a Navy shipyard. We get there. I say to my dad, you got the tickets? He says, no, I thought you had the tickets. <laughs> we left the tickets on a table at the uh, at our hotel we pull up in a bus we're an hour away your dad is pulling up in a limo at the same time he says what are you doing here and i said well we're trying to get into the party but i left our tickets at the hotel your dad says come in with me we get about 10 yards in there's art modell your dad says hey art this is randy Carricker from our station back in st louis he left his tickets at the hotel do you have an extra ticket a, a, an extra pair of tickets. Art Model says, I got one, Jack. That's all I can do. So we're, we're 10 seconds in, 10 yards in. Art Model has provided him a ticket. We go another 20 feet. There's yeah. <laughs> and your dad says, Pete, this is Randy Carricker from our station in St. Louis. He's looking for an extra ticket. Yeah, You got one? And Pete Rosell goes into his jacket pocket. The, the commissioner of the league for the commissioner's <laughs> party pulls out a ticket, hands it to Jack Buck. Jack Buck hands it to me. It was one of my favorite moments in my life. And I go outside oh my God. and my, my dad is flabbergasted. He said, where'd you get these? I said, it's the magic of Jack Buck. It was just unbelievable that he had so many great relationships. And that's something that if we went today, Joe, and the same thing happened, we just can't walk up to an owner Or Roger Goodell and say, hey, you got an extra ticket? And they pull it out of their jacket pocket.
1: No, you'd be, first of all, you'd be thrown to the ground, and then (laughs) you'd you'd be frisked, and then you'd be escorted out. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just a different world, and, and it's a different league, and it's a different, I mean, the money, think about the money that's thrown around now compared to back then. So I, yeah, and, that that story is just so him and that's mm-hmm. what made him great is he he had relationships with so many people across so many spectrums you know and and that's been the best part of following him into this business it, to be honest with you is not worrying about oh somebody saying i i worked with your dad back in you know the mid 80s and let me tell you about him what a jerk it was <laughs> let me tell you how many great stories i i can tell in 5 minutes about jack buck so you know, that it, it's not just that he was a great announcer. I, I just think he was a great person and enjoyed people. And that, that just emanated from him and people saw it and gravitated to it. And that's what made him great. I, it, it wasn't calling ball one straight two. it was the stuff that went on in between it and around broadcast that made him who he was. And, and I saw that firsthand as you did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's why you know, that's why we loved him the way we did.
2: Joe, you mentioned thinking about what you're going to say when you accept the award. You're a professional broadcaster. You speak for a living, so I'm sure that this is nothing new for you. But is it different when you're talking about yourself and you're writing a yes. speech about yourself? I are, hate it. Yeah, are there any nerves there? Because it's, it's a different animal.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I can't stand it. I'll, <laughs> I'll get up there and wing it as, you know, as well as anybody can on someone else. Um, but when it's me... you just, I just tend to want to deflect, deflect, deflect. And I just think the the theme, and I won't even tell my wife this, and she's in the kitchen, so she's not listening to this. Um, We talked about it last night and I, I think the theme is going to be, and and it's going to be quick. I, nobody's there to listen to me talk. It's more about the players, but I think it's about just great timing, whether it's when I came into this world, when my dad's career started to take off, whether it's, You know, being the the kid that he took to every game and all these different cities and on Cardinal charters and what have you, um, getting the benefit of all that. The timing of of Fox coming along in 94 after I'd done minor league baseball for two years in the Cardinals and then they get baseball, which nobody saw coming. Uh, and so then, you know, that kind of happens for me, then Pat and John leave, then Troy, Chris and I take over for Pat and John. And, and it just, it was just one event after another that the timing just lined up to where, you know, I, I, keep getting these opportunities and, and that's, you know, I think all trumped by the timing of meeting my wife when I did and seeing her in a tunnel, uh, at, the Broncos stadium after a preseason game, when we had been in so many different of the same places at the same time, and I'd never seen her in my life. And then, you know, a year and a half later we're married. Now we have twins and we've, you know, blended this family together and my daughters adore her and she, and she them. So it's just, it's been a series of great timing. And, and, you know, my name of my book is lucky bastard. and, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's exactly what I've been. So it's, uh, I wouldn't name it anything different if I was naming it again here in uh, 2021.
0: A couple more quick things, Joe. First of all, are you doing the game tomorrow night? It's on Fox. Are you doing the game with Troy?
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah have yeah. you
0: ever done a Hall of Fame? Is there anything more difficult than doing a Hall of Fame game in the second half of a Hall of Fame game?
1: <laughs> no. How about the first half? I, I mean, nobody's going to play. It, right. it's, uh, you know, it's going to be Mason Rudolph against Garrett Gilbert uh, and, and not exactly the uh, matchup you're looking for. So... It's just it's more of a TV show, and I think it's an opportunity for us to, you know, interview the other Hall of Famers, to uh, to talk about league trends, to to look around and kind of assess what's going to happen in twenty twenty one. I know Peyton Manning's coming in the booth, Uh, John Lynch is coming on, so it's more of kind of what I did mid-July for the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's it's the game, but the game is the the backdrop and and we're, you know, it's not going to be heavy Xs and Os tomorrow night, that I promise.
0: And finally, was that Wyatt's broadcast debut right here on 101 <laughs> ESPN?
1: That was it. Market it. <laughs> Flag it, uh, put a little piece of paper like we used to with the reel-to-reel tape, and, uh, yeah, just, just save it for posterity. And we'll, long, we'll we'll all long, I know this, I'll be gone, long gone, before he's doing anything professionally. So, yeah, put it in the uh, time capsule.
0: Joe, you're the best. Love you. And so excited about uh, being there Saturday night when you get the Roselle Award. Thanks for taking the time this morning. We just wanted to, to have you on and talk about it.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate it, and I'm glad you're going to be there. Yeah, we'll see you there. be a thrill. All right, Joe, take care. All right,
0: bye. That that is the great Hall of Famer Joe Buck on 101 ESPN.
3: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.